story is really different. I used to be really shy and then I grew into stepping outside of my comfort zone and just learning those those skills. But then other other people have a completely different personality where they have those traits of being confident and um, being able to step up and not care about what other people think. Welcome or welcome back to False Summits. I'm Daniel Mostovac, your host. This is the show where we go into some stories and strategies to help explore what deeply matters for you in career, education, and other life adventures. Whether that be me going off on a tangent, going into some musings and reflections, or having a guest on board for them to share their twisting and turning journeys and their wisdom along the way. If you ever feel a little bit overwhelmed, lost, confused, passionate, happy to have you here. Take a seat, chill out, hope you get something out of this show. Let's get into it. Welcome everyone to another episode here at the False Summits podcast. And today I'm thinking about delving a little bit into leadership. It's something that I've been thinking a lot about recently. When I was a kid, I used to think, you know, being a leader, ah, no way, that's not for me. That's for people who are really good at public speaking or are really into politics, and that's not me. But um, it's with reluctance that, you know, when I was in high school, I took a second sitting at the student council and I thought, you know, no, that doesn't really align with me. But as I've gotten a bit older, I guess I realized that it's like sometimes you got to make something happen and sometimes there are different styles of leaders. And I think there's this question sometimes that we maybe we can all be leaders or maybe we're a born leader. And that's what I want to delve into in this episode. Can I break down this question of uh, we're all uh, either born leaders or not born leaders? So we'll see. But I'm not alone in this episode. Uh, to join us in unpacking this, I'm really happy to welcome Tash Ralios, who's a uh, the founder of a startup called Team Bition and a friend of mine. And she's also done so much work facilitating workshops for young people through many different organizations, including her startup, Team Bition, to help develop leadership skills, resilience, and enterprising skills. She was also named one of the top 10 best public speakers at the Telstra Imaginarium program, a program designed to improve the lives of young Australians. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to get into it. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. And um, hi, everyone. Yeah, it's really it's an honor to be part of this podcast. So thanks for the insight. I'm looking forward to it. Cheers. So I'd love to start off with going a little bit back in time to a formative experience in your life. So maybe that was when you're a child or perhaps an adolescent. And if you could consider who you are now and compare yourself to back then, if there's any challenges that you've overcome, or perhaps you think there's a lot of connection or continuity in who you were then compared to who you are now? Yeah, definitely. So like, I look back and reflect on what I was like when I was in high school. And the first couple of years that I actually started high school, I was really shy and nervous and hated the thought of public speaking. Um, and it's funny now, I actually look back on it and I'm facilitating workshops for young people, which involves a lot of public speaking. Back in school, I was I had a teacher that really encouraged me to step outside of my comfort zone and um, just really believed in me and um, saw potential in me but I was always just so afraid to speak up in the class or speak up um, in front of a large group of people so I think like I look back at that time when I was in high school and so much has changed and I just think that um, stepping out of my comfort zone for my senior years of school I just started doing small things from year 10, year 11, year 12, and um, even just put myself out there and started applying for leadership positions and taking on opportunities. And all those things really helped me get to where I am today. 
so that's definitely um, something that's I guess really helped me over time like when I look back on it I just think wow like if I was in year 10 I would never have pictured that I'd be doing this right now. Yeah so I love that I think um, it's interesting to reflect on if there's something in your personality that was that was there but just wasn't tapped yet until that teacher came along would you say that was the case or or you kind of grew into these new skills and habits? Yeah I just think like I was I was always confident and comfortable around my friends but when it came to public speaking I just I never liked it like at all and um I think yeah it was probably when I like that teacher that saw something in me that really encouraged me to to step outside of my comfort zone and, and try new things and I ended up just giving it a shot and I learned so much from just stepping outside of my comfort zone and mm. I think that that whole that whole thing of just stepping outside and doing something different um, I just realized like I'm actually learning so much from doing this continuing to do this in the future could potentially really help me um, so it just grew into like a something that I started to really enjoy doing which is so weird because I never initially liked speaking up in public. I think that's something we talk about quite a bit on this show actually this idea of uh getting some kind of passion out of something that was originally maybe a challenge, but then you grow in that skill and then you can end up enjoying it at the same time. So that's good to hear. Yeah, definitely. So going back all the way from then up until now, so it's been, you know, it's been a fair while. So now you're working with this startup that you've been working on for a while, which is Team Vision. Could you tell us a little bit about how you started that and what inspired you? Yeah. So, so Team Vision, so what we do is we, um, offer interactive career education workshops in high school to young people to really just prepare people, young people for the future world of work um, and just give them all those skills that are really needed um, in the workforce today, all those enterprise skills and soft skills um, that a lot of employers are looking for. Um, mm-hmm. So the workshops, the workshops are really interactive. Um, we focus on helping students step outside of their comfort zone and just build upon those skills but they also hear stories from young industry professionals that share their like career paths with students as well. And I think going back to um, what it was like for me at high school, like, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I was in high school. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I used to be really shy. And then I, I think it wasn't until year 10 that I started um, stepping out, stepping, stepping up and, and really stepping out of my comfort zone and um, applying for leadership roles and, embracing all those opportunities that my school had to offer those three years are probably like the highlight uh, of high school because I just built so many memories and it really just helped me develop as a person and I think that's something that I carried on through to university as well I started uni and I really wanted to uh, continue and to make the most out of my time at university and and um, yeah just I've always been really passionate about like giving back to young people and um, like I said, public speaking turned turned out to be something that I actually enjoyed, and I was yeah really quite involved at at uni as well, like as a student ambassador, just helping students as much as I could. So yeah, like after I graduated from uni, I was always just going back to how can I help students in high school and um, yeah really just prepare them for for the workforce. And I think for me it was going into a school and running something really interactive that teaches young people about the workplace and the skills that are needed. Um, and one thing that I really tend to highlight on in the workshops is 
encouraging them to just try new things because I think that's that's where I learned the most trying new things that I didn't even think that I would like and then doing them and then realizing that this is actually really helping me and yeah it's been really going to help me and make a significant impact um, in my journey in the future absolutely I think that's such an important thing now with that world being so complex and, and crazy and especially now as well so that's fantastic. Could you expand a bit as well on what some of those other skills would be? So, of course, there's the public speaking and the putting yourself out there. Is there anything else you try to encourage? Yeah, for sure. So, so a lot of the um, skills that we focus on is like teamwork, um, critical thinking, confidence, leadership, resilience. Um, we cover a range of skills, um, but then we also tailor the workshops to all needs as well. Yeah, also in, in regular communication with employers, um, just keeping up with research and, and what employers are looking for and really trying to integrate that um, in our workshops as well. What would you say is a, a good leader or what are the qualities of good leadership? Good leadership for me is, um, and well, just my definition of good leadership is um, being a role model. I think that that's really important. Um, being a ro- role model, embracing opportunities, and doing things where you step outside of your comfort zone, like I mentioned earlier, I think those are the three, the three key skills that, that define a leader. And you don't necessarily have to be the loudest person in the group either. It's just, yeah, I think that those are traits that people look for um, in a leader as well. And just being, being a role model is so important. Yeah, so I think we're probably not born with those things then, are we? Yeah, I think like it was a good question that you raised on whether leaders are born, made or both. I think I think you grow into into those things. I think um there are some you no, know, like a lot of people a lot of people say that leaders can be born as well. I think it just depends on, on the personality that you have growing up. My story is really different. I used to be really shy and then I grew into stepping outside of my comfort zone and just learning those those skills. But then other other people have a completely different personality where they have those traits of being confident and um, being able to step up and not care about what other people think. So it just depends, I think, on everyone's different. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think those attitudes and personalities can all be taken in different ways. I was looking into this idea called virtuous leadership recently, which is about there being four types of temperament or a natural natural gifts natural temperament they can all channel into different styles of leadership and one that we might think of at first being the real obvious type of leadership is that yeah like you said the loud type of person but the danger I guess with being like that is that you not necessarily loud but if you're kind of like a go-getter go-getter that maybe you might struggle a little bit to have long-term planning or empathize a little bit with people if you're just like super 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 energetic so yeah, I think we've got to keep that in mind as well in some sense yeah that's so true that's so interesting actually yeah I think like a balance is really important as well um sometimes it's sometimes it's good to step back as a leader as well and um give other give other people in the room the opportunity to step up I think that's really important as well yeah for sure and then it's almost like the more that people do that the more leaders that there'll be it's it's an almost exponential type of effect yeah I think a good virtuous leader it's someone that yeah, they help to bring other people up, but maybe they, they admit that they don't know everything themselves and so they're not trying to just control processes and people, of course. And you mentioned earlier that you had that, that inspiration from someone that was a teacher. Are there any other times that you can tell us of 
when you've been in the capable hands of a leader or a mentor that you admired? Yeah, Dan, you'd probably remember this, that after I graduated from from uni, it was, yeah, it was a huge honour to be part of the Advanced Australian Awards Mentoring Program, which was funded by the Australian government. So that was really incredible. Uh, I was selected with, I think there was eight of us, actually. Yeah, it was, it was, that's actually where I first met you. It feels like so long ago. Yeah, my mentor from that program, I had um, a really great year. He was, he mentored me for 12 months and um, really just gave me clarity on my goals and what it was that I wanted to achieve moving forward. Um, so I think what was great about um, the connection I had with him is that we both had very similar similar interests. And um, yeah, his story was incredibly inspiring. So it was great to just connect with a, a leader that was born in Australia that was doing really amazing things overseas. Yeah, sure. What, what kind of things did they do overseas? Like, or what was their field? Yeah, so... Um, so his name is Jeremy and he was the head of innovation at uh, HSBC Bank in New York. Um, but he was also an author as well. Um, we just had really similar interests around business and journalism. And he actually moved to America with no job. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he graduated uni and then moved to America. I didn't have a job and um, just yeah, set himself up overseas, which I think is, is really amazing. That's nuts. Yeah, it's almost like this romantic type of idea of just throwing yourself into the into the waters and uh, it's just uh, inspiring yeah absolutely all right let's um let's go the opposite direction for a little bit has there been a time when instead of having that great positive encouragement that you've been sort of dissuaded or discouraged by someone but that actually maybe that was a learning experience look most of the time I've had yeah I think I've been really lucky I've had some really amazing mentors in the industry that have really helped guide me um, but there have definitely been times where I've had conversations with people um, where I've been a little bit confused about which career path I want to take or which direction I want to want to go in. So I think that that's definitely been something that has just made me sit and reflect on what it is that I want to achieve. I think probably similar to you as well. Like I, I always want to try new things and um, build on my skill set. And sometimes I can just overload myself by focusing on so many different things. Um, so, look, I don't think, I think every mentor that I've had or every every conversation that I have with someone that, that's in the industry that has a lot more experience than I have, I've always taken something away from it. Um, but there's there's definitely been times where I've left feeling confused about my priorities or just reflecting on which path I want to take. But I just normally just sit down and having clarity around my goals yeah I think so I think it's easy to sometimes and natural in a sense to have that sense of questioning and that's something that I've gone through quite a bit this year and yeah there's nothing shameful I think about trying to reprioritize and maybe you think about it and you end up having the same priorities that you did before maybe you do end up swapping things around a little bit so when you think about when you go back and you think oh what am I passionate about what do I want to achieve is there something that you come back to again and again or how do you kind of put things in perspective? Yeah, well, I've always been, I was always really passionate, like I said earlier, about giving back to young people and working with young people. And and that's what helped me to create Team Vision. That was definitely something that I was always coming back to and something that I always wanted to do. Yeah, I think it's just sitting down and, and reflecting on what are my goals for the next three, four, even five years? 
and what can I start doing now to help me achieve those goals and yeah I look back to high school and the programs I was involved in from high school to university a lot of those programs are focused around helping young people all that experience really helped me to build and and actually launch Team Vision Um, so it's definitely something that I was working on in the background and I think it's just important to sit down and and look at which goals you want to achieve in three, four, five years, and then sit down and, and do small things to actually prioritize those things. Yeah, it's encouraging because some people might think, oh, you know what, you think it's so far ahead. Why are you going that many years? But I mean, if you don't think that far ahead, sometimes it doesn't doesn't crystallize. And that's not to say you're putting an enormous amount of pressure on yourself to achieve something in a certain time frame. But uh, yeah, I think you definitely need to take those small steps as well, which is good to hear. Yeah, exactly. And like, you don't have to look at like the next 10 years, but sometimes just (laughs) reflecting on like the bigger picture is important. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, that's one of my tendencies and I really get to rein myself in a little bit, but I know that it's, I guess the older I get, the more I see that past goals I set for myself have not necessarily translated into what I thought, but they've still, I've still kind of manifested something out of that. You know, I might've thought I'll do teaching and and then I do, but it's not quite the same path that I thought I'd take or just interesting little quirks like that, which is refreshing. Yeah, and sometimes sometimes you'll have ideas of things that you want to do and it turns out to be completely different. And I think that's totally fine as well because you'll learn from the experience in the process. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I think that feeds into that idea of, you know, like when we set these goals for the long term and at least for me, it's I might set these long-term goals and I go, okay, I'll break that down. How do I do that now? And might have more time on my hands because of the coronavirus but at the same time i feel like there's this pressure sometimes to fill all that extra time with with things that will advance x y and z or different passions or hobbies or whatever and i think i need to take a step back sometimes do you find that's a common experience as well uh, yeah for sure and even i've even experienced it a lot of my friends have experienced it and i think especially during covid i feel like a lot of people have felt the need to learn a new skill or um, learn how to cook or work on their CV or apply for jobs. And um, I think mm. it's just because there's just so much free time as well, just being being at home. So my, my advice for that one is I think that a lot of people, are, it's, it's just such a difficult time at the moment with everything that's happening around the world. And it's just so important to reflect on things that you're grateful for and just even like you don't have to be large things but just being grateful for for having your health I think that's so important right now and just learning to to really just to take it easy like if if so many other people are are doing all these things like don't don't compare yourself to others and and don't feel like you have to do that as well like obviously um yeah you want to be productive during this time and and try and use some of the free time that you have to, to work on things that you've always wanted to work on. But don't feel so pressured to achieve all these amazing things in COVID when in reality, it's just good to be around your loved ones and, and have your health. And so with some of the young people that you've worked with, then do you have any sort of standout stories or, or times that you were surprised at how much someone had grown or had a new insight that you'd worked with? Yeah, I think what's really rewarding is running a workshop for students and then and then going back to see the progress they've made after a couple of months. It's just really great to see how they've been able to 
work on these skills like outside of home and start thinking about the future and and which path they want to take uh, that's definitely something that's really rewarding when you're working with the same students over a period of time even for me when I was at high school I didn't know what marketing was or what what you could do in business and being able to provide students with the knowledge of different careers and different industries and just showcasing what young people are doing I think that that's that helps them a lot and it just gives them a bit of perspective around what they can actually look forward to after high school and then when they're at uni for sure that's in, you know, in my experience it was and I don't know if this was too much just from me like maybe I could have exposed myself a bit more to what was out there but I feel like there wasn't much uh exposure to what was possible I and mean, even more is probably possible now compared to when I was in high school so I love that you do that and that's yeah that's the thing like like it can also be really overwhelming as well because there's so many careers out there and sometimes it can be overwhelming because you just don't know what you want to do um, but I think it was totally fine as well because I've got friends that are my age that are still figuring out what they want to do I think it's just that's why it's just so important to just focus on on things that you like because you never know what can come out of it like team vision team vision initially like I just like I said like I started to enjoy public speaking and I the way that I saw it was just keynote presentations or going into school or a university and and giving a speech to students but then it turned into career education workshops and so then thinking about what your next couple of years might look like, whether that's with Teambition or not. Do you have any key steps in mind on your journey? Yeah, I think that Teambition will definitely be in the picture and it'll, it'll always be something that I work on just because I'm so passionate about it. So definitely the priority is that at the moment. Um, but I also started studying postgrad. I just think that now is the best time to, to start studying um, due to the current situation with the coronavirus and and just being at home so I've started studying postgrad which is exciting in uh what were you studying sorry I started I started studying postgrad in journalism which is always something I've been really interested in and yeah the priority at the moment is keep running workshops with team vision and um really building that up it's yeah something that I'm super passionate about and journalism was something that you're passionate about for a long time and would you like to do that in an independent sort of way or in working for other people yeah I don't know what it looks like at the moment it's, it's I've always been really interested in broadcast journalism I'm just learning so much in the in the course we'll just just see what what comes out of it but I think just expanding my skill set will it'll even help me to offer more things through the workshops that I have with team vision as well good decision and good timing so to wrap up I'd love for you to share with us if you can if you have a moment take a minute and think about this uh, what three steps, if we distill our conversation to three steps that our listeners can take away now to be a more effective leader? The first one, the first one would probably be build on your pe- on your people skills and connecting with people. Uh, that's really important, especially if you want to be in a leadership position or if you want to be a leader, the ability to connect with people and check in with how they're going and have a variety of conversations with them, whether it be personal or professional, and just connect with them on a human level. I think that I look at the leaders that have been in my life and I've been able to have conversations with them about anything. So I think that that's 
definitely definitely a quality that leaders have. Um, connecting with people, I think that also ties in with being a role model. The second takeaway around leadership um, would be to embrace opportunities and yeah, really start to to look for opportunities that interest you and put yourself out there. Um, because at the end of the day, the, the only thing people can say is no. So if you want to improve on a specific skill, I think it's really important to put yourself out there and um, just be confident and embrace those opportunities because that will help you be a better leader and it will encourage people that you're leading to do the same thing and to really improve and be a better person. And the last one would be to... I think like have a positive mindset and then also be resilient as well because there'll always be times where things don't go your way but having that positive mindset and being able to bounce back um, is something that's really important and I think that being able to do those three things as a leader will also encourage the people around you to do the same thing. Yeah I love it it's good I think they feed into each other as well you know the more you put yourself out there and then you get knocked down, the more you build resilience, the more you put yourself out there and then the more that is a role model for others as well. So thank you for sharing. And thank you for coming on today to delve into this topic of leadership. I'm leaving a little bit more inspired about how I can uh, build some of these skills into my own career and my own life and whoever I connect with. So thank you so much for coming on board today, Tash. That's all right. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. It was great to be part of the podcast. Cheers. Thank you for joining me there for another episode of the False Summits podcast. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about the project and what it's about, you can head over to the website at falsesummits.org. There is an archive of a few different episodes there as well and some other resources, so be sure to check that out. If something spoke to you in that episode, consider sharing it or leaving a review on iTunes. The link is in the description. And of course, a big thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in for this episode and being part of the conversation, which is fantastic. I really wish you all the best for reflecting on your own journey and decision making. False Summits partly owes its existence to Claire Fogarty and Michael Zampogna, two stalwart creatives and longtime friends. A huge thank you to Claire for her music production and to Michael for the uplifting design that you see before you on your screen. All right, everyone, that's it from me for today for this episode. I'll see you next time. Take care.